The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So welcome back, everyone. And I might have mentioned this last week, but in case I didn't, we'll be doing the Refuges and Precepts at the beginning of all of our sessions this summer. And uh, it's just a chance, if you like that traditional, formal way of reciting the Refuges and Precepts, this is this will be a good time to memorize and, and just find your own way of being comfortable. But if that formality and sort of traditional <clears throat> recitation isn't your cup of tea, it's totally okay. Um, what is it? What is useful for the class is for you to take the traditional recitation and one way or another make it your own and tolerate it when we do it traditionally at the beginning of our sessions. And I just appreciate that's what people do. They've been doing it for many, many centuries now. Just as a way of remembering what this, the essence of the practice is, being awake, to the way things are, finding an engagement that can come out of that intimacy. That's really the three refuges as I understand them. And these five trainings, which is more specifically about what we're studying this summer. Just different ways to, different angles on valuing non-harming. So in uh, people with the chant books here in the room, we're on page 35. And uh, we've adapted the traditional recitation, added a few things to it. Um, The biggest thing being that we read Thich Nhat Hanh's comments about each of the five precepts, these mindfulness trainings around non-harming. So uh, usually we take turns, different people read, but because I'm the one mic'd up, I will be the one reading so the people on Zoom can hear as well. So let's do this and then we'll sit for about 25 minutes. Some people use this gesture, Anjali. It's a kind of a physical gesture that for some of us evokes gratitude and a sense of respect for what we're doing. So use that if you find it useful. We begin by paying homage to our teacher, the Buddha. We chant this phrase three times. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranagachami Dhamman Saranagachami Saranagachami Dutyampi Buddhang Saranagachami 
Translation underneath, and then I'll read Tikkun Han's comment, a couple sentences. Panati pata where amani sika padam samadhyami. I undertake the training to refrain from harming living beings. Aware of the suffering caused by the destruction of life, I am committed to cultivating compassion and learning ways to protect the lives of all beings. I am determined not to kill, not to let others kill, and not to condone any act of killing in the world, in my thinking, and in my way of life. This is the first of the five mindfulness trainings. I vow to study and practice it. So just uh, your own reflection, what that might look like in your life. Take the second training now. Adinadana where amnani sikapadam samadhyami. I undertake the training to refrain from taking that which is not given. And Tiknathan writes, aware of the suffering caused by exploitation, social injustice, stealing, and oppression, I'm committed to cultivating loving kindness and learning ways to work for the well-being of all beings. I will practice generosity by sharing my time, energy, and material resources with those who are in real need. I am determined not to steal and not to possess anything that should belong to others. I will respect the property of others, but I will prevent others from profiting from human suffering or the suffering of other species on earth. This is the second of the five mindfulness trainings. I vow to study and practice it. So again, we'll take a few seconds and just using our imagination what this might look like in our lives. And now the third. Kamesu mitchachara where amani sikapadansa mariyami. I undertake the training to refrain from causing harm through sexual misconduct. Aware of the suffering caused by sexual misconduct, I am committed to cultivating responsibility and learning ways to protect the safety and integrity of individuals, couples, families, and society. I am determined not to engage in sexual activities without love and commitment. To preserve the happiness of myself and others, I am determined to respect my commitments 
and the commitments of others. I will do everything in my power to protect children from sexual abuse and to protect couples and families from being harmed by sexual misconduct. This is the third of the five mindfulness trainings. I vow to study and practice it. Sawada where Amini Sikapadan Samadhi I undertake the training to refrain from false and harmful speech. Aware of the suffering caused by unmindful speech and the inability to listen to others, I am committed to cultivating loving speech and deep listening in order to bring joy and happiness to others and relieve others of their suffering. Knowing that words can create happiness or suffering, I am determined to speak truthfully with words that inspire self-confidence, joy, and hope. I will not spread information that I do not know to be certain and will not criticize or condemn things of which I am not sure. I will refrain from uttering words with the intention of causing division or discord. I'm determined to make efforts to reconcile and resolve all conflicts however small. This is the fourth of the five mindfulness trainings. I vow to study and practice it. And now the fifth. Sura Maria Majapamaratana where Amani Sika Padam Samadhyami I undertake the training to refrain from the misuse of intoxicants. Aware of the suffering caused by unmindful consumption, I am committed to the cultivation of good health, both physical and mental, for myself, my family, and my society by practicing mindful eating, drinking, and consuming. I will ingest only items that preserve peace and well-being and joy in my body, in my consciousness, and in the collective body and consciousness of my family and society. I'm determined not to misuse alcohol or any other intoxicants or to ingest foods or other items that undermine spiritual growth, such as unwholesome TV programs, magazines, books, films, and conversations. I'm aware that to damage my body or my consciousness with such poisons is to harm all beings. I understand that a proper diet is crucial for self-transformation and for the transformation of society. This is the fifth of the five mindfulness trainings. I vow to study and practice it. this recitation with this short phrase idame silang maga palanyarasa pachayo otu may my conduct lead to attainment of the deepest fruits of liberation good and settling in to our meditation practice now 
our own presence with this body. the different patterns and movements of the heart and mind, this environment of our home or Common Grounds Meditation Hall. We can explore this possibility of harmonizing, valuing non-harming, valuing harmony, it doesn't really work as a concept. It really has to be explored and applied directly, for example, in this moment, with these conditions of the body, the heart and mind, these conditions of the room around us. does it feel like, what does it look like to be open-hearted and generous and kind? Willing to include, willing to harmonize with all that's here, moving here. to throw parts or experience out of our heart. And even if there's some frustration or some doubt, or some confusion. Maybe we can harmonize. Maybe we can include and relax and allow. at times the mind wanting to go down a particular pathway, some habit, and there's some clarity that 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 pattern or that obsessive thought wouldn't be helpful. Allow that natural voice, that natural wisdom to refrain. This isn't helpful. 
there can be in our practice and in our lives, there can be a very loving and wise no. No, this isn't helpful. This is the power of restraint. So for example, if you notice the mind wanting to worry or wanting to fantasize, it's not about judgment and it's not about getting tight. It's really a exploration of how to take care of ourselves, how to take care of this life, this body and mind. And even when we fail, we're willing to learn, well, that didn't help. That just made things worse. So any of these spiritual ideals like harmonizing or calming the mind, settling the body, They're not meant to be some ideal that we then judge ourselves by. They're really used to illuminate better the experience now. So wisdom can read, can discern what's helpful, what's not helpful. So in the same way, if we were a classroom teacher with 30 second graders, you know, we'd be taking that responsibility to help everybody harmonize, get along, take care of, make amends, follow some wise rules, Well, it's kind of the same with all the different forces of the body and the mind here. And being a tyrant doesn't really work, but it also doesn't work to be complacent and just hope for the best. So we'll have about 15, 20 minutes just to explore in silence this capacity to harmonize with the conditions of the body and the mind. Is there a way for us to be 
to be relating to the moment that doesn't cause harm to ourselves or others. This is our exploration.
So keeping the exploration really simple. There is this experience and we're interested in harmonizing or taking care. But in this all-inclusive way, harmonizing in a sense with the totality of our experience. Not leaving any trace. Not creating remorse. it's really okay not to, not to know how to do this. We're just cultivating an interest in taking care all around. we learn is that we can't hide from, can't avoid the force of habit in the body and the mind, like the habit to be tight, 
we can cultivate this newer habit that we care in this all around, this global kind of way. Not abstract way. We care about this, the totality of this here and now. And out of that care comes this wish to harmonize in a way that doesn't add, doesn't increase suffering. very direct and immediate way, moment by moment, we're learning how to take care of this life, take care of this world. this moral sensitivity. It's not an idea. It's an actual active sensitivity of the caring heart. Because I care, There's a natural motivation to not forget, to not be distracted. over and over that whether or not we want it to be true, it really does matter how the mind is showing up, how the mind is relating. It's impactful right now, right here.
And in the same way, if we were a classroom teacher <clears throat> and we just, for whatever reason, interacted with a second grader in an unhelpful, unwholesome way, we'd feel some remorse, some regret. And we'd feel the pain of that regret and probably we'd turn it into a wholesome vigilance, like, I really don't want to do that again. I don't want to do it like that again. I want to learn my lesson here with that kid so that I don't continue to cause harm. And we can have that same kind of vigilance, that same kind of wholesome concern for our life, this body, even the psychological patterns of our conditioned mind or personality. How can I take care of this life? can become abundantly clear how important it is to be present and sensitive it's really not possible to take care of this life and to take care of this world around us when the mind is disconnected or distracted unaware. It just can't happen. Stretch your legs as you might need to, so you're comfortable. This talk, like all programs at Common Ground, is offered freely in the spirit of generosity. To learn more about Common Ground and its programs, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, www.commongroundmeditation.org.